Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. And I am ready to roll. I'm ready to get into this talk a little bit of process, talk a little bit of sports cards. It has been warm here in Indianapolis. The cars are going around the track. Yes, it is the month of May. The 500 season is live and well here in Indianapolis. We had the Grand Prix happening this weekend. It was hot. People are excited. People are out. People are in their tank tops and their shorts letting it all hang out, doing their thing, getting a little crazy, if you know what I'm saying. Have you ever been to Indianapolis for the 500? It is a freaking time. I actually celebrated my 21st birthday out at the track. Yes, I am from Indy. My birthday falls around the race, Memorial Day weekend every year. And I celebrated my 21st birthday in the Coke lot. It is a night that I will never forget or kind of forget everything, if you know what I'm saying. Wild time. If you haven't spent a weekend here for the 500, you got to do it. It is amazing. You can have no appreciation, some appreciation, or all the appreciation for open wheel racing, and you will not, you will not experience anything like the Indianapolis 500. There's all this fancy stuff going around with these F1 racing and these documentaries and the cards and everyone going nuts. I get it. People are excited. But if you want to see the real deal, go to the Indianapolis 500. Definitely. So I'm excited about that. I had a great Sunday with my family. My daughter got baptized today. That was exciting. Got to see some family I have not seen in a while. I'm getting ready to watch some hoops. Some closeout games going on. They will be done on the other side of this, and the NBA playoffs will be marching forward. I'm excited about the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals. Been a good playoff so far. I think it has been highly entertaining. Um, Last night, I pivoted to hockey. I was watching hockey because there's no NBA games on, and I will say it was just, you know, I, I watch playoff hockey. I do not watch regular season hockey, but I was Highly entertained. And shout out to all you hockey collectors. I know you're passionate people. You slide into my DMs and you you talk hockey and talk, show me your cards. And just there's a big, big, excited, fun group of collectors in the hockey card community. I don't cover it as much on this show just because I'm not I don't have any dog in the race. I don't don't have a squad. Should I get a squad? Should I get a hockey team? I don't know if I can take any more fandom on at this point I am fully consumed in my mind is locked in on the NFL big time schedule dropped this past week and talk about an event man I was just I was, I was tuned in I was tuned into the special there was playoffs going on I, I had to watch the special for a little bit I had to get my NFL itch and you know I was paying attention to those Colts right that's my squad I will say there were some things flashed on the screen, and it was like, oh, whose schedule do you like the most? Who has the best schedule based on their team? And a lot of people said the Colts. I don't really buy into these narratives. My whole thing is like, get them on the field. Let's see if we can win some games. I will say, we're going to Houston week one. 
think the Colts have the long, actually, I don't think I know the Colts have the longest losing streak week one in the NFL right now, believe it or not. We're always digging ourselves out of holes. We're going to Houston, who I know, Houston, probably not the best roster going into this year. A little bit of rebuild going on there in Houston, but I never take any games for granted. I'm just ready to have the season kick off. We go to Houston, then we go to Jacksonville, two on the road. Haven't played well in Jacksonville for a while, so don't take that for granted. But if we can get those two games, we have the first home, the home opener, season ticket holder. We have a first appearance, a first appearance by a guy that the hobby freaking loves. And no, it is not Justin Herbert. How about Patrick Mahomes? This will be the first time Patrick Mahomes is playing in Lucas Oil Stadium in front of the Colts fans, in front of Colts Nation. That is how I get to open up my season ticket run for the 2022 season is cheering on my squad against Patty Mahomes and those Chiefs. I am fired up. Hopefully you're excited about where your team landed, who you have in front of you. You always just got to focus on that first one, and it all kind of comes together from there. The NFL is where it's at, and I am excited that we are full force. I am also excited, before I get into the episode, I am excited for one of my favorite artists, and I, I don't I use that term I don't use that term lightly. Artist, true artist, Kendrick Lamar dropping a new record that I can't stop listening to. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. King Kendrick coming at it again after following up from Grammy Award winning Pulitzer Prize winning record for Christ's sake. Damn, he came out and he delivered in a big way. That is a record that is heavy in my rotation and will be for the rest of the year. Kendrick knows how to bring it. What I want to do in this episode is cover a lot of ground, okay? I want to cover a lot of ground. I want to talk a little bit about the player PC stuff from last week. I want to get into sharing some perspective on kind of what I'm doing, how I'm finding kind of my hobby zen right now and having a really freaking good time. I, I want to take a topic that I got back from a member of the community, and that's what I'm going to start doing. I asked the community, what are some things that you want to hear me talk about? And I got a good question that has been hit, but maybe not as head on as I'm about to hit it regarding consolidation. I'm going to talk a little bit about some process, redefining your collection, and some things that I'm going through. Remember, Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. We want to focus in on the collector. Yes, there are things regarding the market, the money, the investment. All these things matter. But what I want to do is talk about collecting, and that's what I'm going to do here. Before, well, as I get started here, I want to revisit this starting a new player PC conversation. You guys went nuts on this one. I got so much good feedback. So many people downloaded this day one. People have been listening to it excited. I struck a chord here. And that's good. That means what I'm talking about has a pulse on you. Uh, I have a pulse on you, the collector, and the things you like to um, get into and explore. And so what I want to be doing on this show is explore topics that you actually give a damn about and things that I'm going through. And I want to bring and curate guests that I can learn from and you can learn from and can help enhance our hobby experience. I'm very mindful of what we're talking about. Also very mindful that what I'm doing is providing value not only for 
me, but more importantly, the broader collecting community. So on the player PC front, um, I love all the reasons. Uh, I'm, I love all the reasons of starting a new player PC I talked about. I, I think it feels like you're stealing when you, you're starting a new player collection that no one else really knows about or no one else is really into. It feels like you're stealing because you're able to buy cards at a price that is low. It is a low price in comparison to what the mainstream is talking about. So you're buying cards that are only cheaper than the mainstream, but you're, 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 you're satisfied more than buying a card that you're just buying because you're trying to invest in something that's going to go up into the moon. I think when you're starting a new player PC, you get, you get this opportunity to get the best cards of a certain player. Like, so if you're collecting a player that might not be as popular or might not be on everyone's list, you can go out and set out and buy the best cards possible of those players. And it can cost you a lot less than it would be of buying some like standard card of a goat. I think that's fun. I think it's about the connection. So it doesn't really matter how they rank in the lineage or legacy of whatever sport you're collecting. I think what matters most is how they rank for you in your connection. And that's what I like about starting new player PCs. Um, I think also too, one thing that I've just, as I explored this topic, I wanted to call out, if someone is already talking about a player and hyping up a player, it probably means that you're too late to the party, okay? I can just recall last year walking around Dallas at the Dallas Card Show this time last year in May, and people online had been talking so much and there was so much excitement around Justin Herbert that when I went to the show, every case had Justin Herbert prism cards, all the parallels, all to the moon, and that I just it was floored me. It was like, man, like this is when a guy takes over the hobby. So my feedback and recommendation is, you know, yeah, if you think that Justin Herbert is the next big thing and you want to grab some of his cards, and you want to sit on it for the long term, cool. Like that's that's your prerogative. That's on you. But don't just go do it because everyone else is doing it at the end of the day. Like because there's so much opportunity to buy kick ass cards of players that you love and just because at the end of the day if no one's talking about it, it shouldn't matter you should be buying what you love i asked the community for collector topics to dive into and things that people were interested in and i got a ton of responses which is cool you people care you people have stuff you want to have to be covered in this show what i want to do is i want to use these topics that i got and then topics moving forward when i source the community to be catalysts to drive some of the show formats moving forward I think a, there's a content formula that I like a lot, and I think it makes the most sense for people who want to listen to this show. Someone delivers a collector-driven topic that they're thinking about and want to explore more. I tackle it and share my experience on an episode like this. Then as a follow-up, I use Instagram to source the collector community to respond and share their experience. So topic comes from someone out there in the community, I tackle it from my perspective on this episode. Then I share out and say, hey, everyone, you listen to the episode, you heard the topic, what's your take? And so my role in that process is to try to facilitate and curate everyone's 
thoughts and opinions and their responses to it. So it's not just me saying, this is what we're doing. This is how I think about it. Because we all know everyone approaches the hobby in a unique and different way. And that's the best part about the hobby is those little things, those little ways that people move around and the moves that people make, learning from other people. And I think it's this combination of taking little bits and pieces from all of these people you appreciate throughout the community while also experiencing it on for your own, putting all these things together, boiling it together, stirring this stuff up, and then all of a sudden you have some hobby DNA, some substance that you can go and approach your experience. And ultimately what we want to do, I believe, what we want to do We want to have an escape. We want to have a place where we can go when we're trying to free our minds, when we're trying to just let our hair down a little bit, when we're sitting on our couch, we got the ball game on, on our phones. We want to take these, this is our escape. So what I want to do on this show is share and curate because there's so much damn cool energy and thoughts in the collector community. My role is to try to pull some of these things out. So I think the best part is that there's never a shortage of really good things to dive into. So don't let, I'm not letting the mainstream garbage, like here's this thing, here's this shiny object, here is this influencer doing X here. Like, I don't care. I don't give a shit about that stuff. Never will. Don't care. I really, I don't care. I do this show because I want to talk about shit that I care about and that I feel, that I feel deep down and that you people care about. That's why I do this. Don't care about what the, the mainstream's doing, and what everyone else is talking about. I could care less, as a matter of fact. I care about what you, the collector, thinks about, what you're passionate about, what you can help us learn about. That's what I care about. So I think the benefit of bringing in a new collector every week on my show is the information they share and the opportunity to go deeper on a Wednesday episode like this. So let's let's walk through an example today, okay? We're going to walk through an example Then we're going to talk a little bit about a topic that someone asked to talk about in the community. I'm going to talk about that person and we're going to dive in. So y'all listened to Kyle's episode last week, Wax Museum, didn't you? If you didn't, stop, go listen to it. We talked about trimming, yes, but if you remove trimming from the conversation, there was still a lot of substance in there that I was reflecting on. So Kyle brought a lot of collector-driven topics to the table. He talked about collecting. His, when I asked him what was a rabbit hole or a lane he's going down right now, he said he's building a binder and collecting his team, which is my team, the Indiana Pacers, in refractor form and building a binder out of that. That sounds like a never-ending fun quest. And this is kind of what I'm talking about. So if you're collecting refractors of your team's team from a certain period of time, Having those saved searches up and those that with those cards pop, it can be a Jamal Tinsley gold refractor that no one else cares about but Kyle. And now, when Kyle might need that Jamal Tinsley tops chrome gold refractor and it pops and it's like freaking Christmas, right? No one else cares about this card but Kyle because he's trying to build this binder out. He used Ryan from Mind Cycle Cards as inspiration. Okay. He saw what Ryan was doing. Ryan's a passionate Nuggets collector. I think that right there, when you have a guy like Kyle who's got this show that I really appreciate, and he's just a passionate team collector and a um, appreciator of NBA history, who points to another collector in our space and says, "You know, Ryan from Mind Cycle Cards, 
yeah, we he, we don't collect the same team, but we're both team collectors, and this is what Ryan has done with the Nuggets, and this is what I want to do with the Pacers. That, to me, okay, that's influence. That is the right type of influence. That is giving some inspiration to collecting and then going down a rabbit hole. I just, I just went in a rabbit hole, and let's let's riff a little bit on on the topic that was brought up to me. Okay, so shout out to a collector, Nils one hundred and one on the IG. He asked for me to dive into a topic. The topic is consolidation and redefining your collection. Now, before you all hit mute on the pod and say, "Oh no." another conversation on consolidation. Give me a little bit of a second to talk about this, okay? So I think consolidation has become somewhat of a polarizing topic in the collecting community. Two, Two separate camps here. One, you either are for it and understand the benefits it can bring to your process and collection, or you're against it because you don't really want to sell anything that you already have, okay? I totally understand both sides of the coin. It's like, okay, the the two mentalities are, if I buy it, I don't want to get rid of it, or this is a ongoing journey and anything I ever purchase is up for grabs, okay? So I really think personally, as I've been thinking deeply about this, it really comes down to a couple different things. Number one, and here is like where conflict happens. It's personality type. We all have unique personalities in the hobby. We all have ways we approach certain things and go about our business, okay? If our personality type is one way, we have no motivation and desire to get rid of cards that we buy because that's not the way we're wired. So instead of creating a bunch of conflict and having arguments about consolidation in the hobby, let's just understand that we're all different types of collectors and we all have different personality types. I think the second bucket is financial situation. So to be honest with you, I would love to keep everything that I bought and not consolidate, but it, but my financial situation doesn't afford me to do that. Money is not growing on trees at Stacking Slabs HQ. I am not getting funded by the hobby mainstream on Stacking Slabs HQ. That is just not how... Ha- I don't have a backer. Who's the? If you're a backer out there, you want to back Stacking Slabs HQ and you want to let me never sell a card and just keep buying what I want and also create content, you can get at me at Stacking Slabs on Instagram across all your social channels. Have a little chat. Take this thing to the moon. Go places. Become the hobby mainstream. Be on the face of the, the front cover of every hobby publication of all time, get that main stage speaking spot, talking about the future of the hobby and where we're going, talk about NFTs and how they relate to the hobby. I would never do that. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm sidetracking a little bit, but that crypto stuff, oh, no joke, huh? No joke. I'm not throwing any stones. I'm not doing anything. I just got my popcorn and I'm watching it happen. I'm interested. But the Stacking Slabs podcast does not have financial backer, does not have money growing on trees, does not have a YouTube channel where we talk about cards that are hot, that you should buy now, don't have affiliate links, don't do any of that stuff. I just don't. I'm here because this is my 
hobby, and this is my escape. So while I get back on the tracks, before I take this to Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, shout out all your parents taking your kids to Disney. I'm going to share why I consolidate and then touch on redefining your collection portion because I think that's probably the most important thing that was mentioned by Nils. 101 probably is the most meat on the bone. So why I consolidate. I believe that there is an evolution of collecting. I believe that the way I collect now couldn't be more different than the way I collected when I first jumped in. And part of that is education and it's experience. It is passion. It is meeting new people. It is getting influenced by the right people. It is an ongoing evolution. So cards that I bought at the beginning, I probably wish I didn't. There, I ended up selling and moved on to better cards. But I just feel like it's just like going to school when you're in the hobby. Go through your years, go through your classes, and you gain experience, you gain insight and knowledge. So consolidation, I look back on my, if I still had the cards that I bought when I got back in the hobby, I'd probably package them all up, send them to a consigner and get rid of them. We wouldn't even think twice about them because I'd rather have the cash. I think there's this game component that we have to the hobby is, is a reason why I consolidate. I like to move up. I like to buy a bunch of cards that I really like. And then a bigger card comes and it's like, okay, I love all these cards, but I can move up, move up the, the proverbial ladder, grab that, grab that bigger card. Scarcity's big. So some cards that I desire and love, I only get one shot at them. They pop up one time and I know, you know that feeling. You know that feeling when that card comes that hits all the qualifiers and you know you might not ever see again but you might not have the cash flow in your back pocket to just go buy it, okay? So that's why I like to consolidate. It allows me to make the move to go do that. It also affords me the opportunity to move into cards that pop up that I dream up, okay? So there's the scarcity, but then there's the cards you just dream up, and that that happens too. So those are the reasons why I consolidate, okay? Now let's jump into the redefinition of your collecting. So I think it's a journey. Just like with anything in life, we make, different decisions as we mature in this hobby. We just talked about looking back when you first got back in the hobby. Just think about the cards you bought when you first got back in the hobby. Now think where you're at now. We collect cards for different reasons and things change. I am collecting Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers right now. And I would have never have said I was collecting Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers when I first got back in the hobby, but I'm having so much damn fun doing it. I'm exploring new sets, I'm exploring new cards, I'm meeting new collectors. It's a freaking blast. And I got two guys that are top 10 and touchdowns and yards of all time. So there's that. There's some, there's some, these guys have some history with the game. These guys are affiliated with my team. They might have built their career somewhere else, but they've worn or they're about to wear the horseshoe. I think when I first jumped in, I think about some things that I wish I didn't do, but I learned from like random NBA buys, investment type buys. And even say Carson Wentz, throw him in the mix. Non-scarce wrestling cards that I had for a second got rid of. We all have the opportunity to update and redefine the way you're collecting. You can do that. That's the best part. It's an evolution. You learn at the end of the day, it should be just do collecting and buying what you want because it is making you happy. Make sure it is based on a significance, not to the market, not to what everyone else is saying, but a significance to you. 
Again, I want to thank Kyle. Go check out the Moax Museum podcast. Had a great time sharing that episode. This time I got my man, Adam Gelman. Adam Gelman is a very passionate wrestling collector. He is someone who I have met through the communities. He's on Instagram at WWE Gelman. He has a blog, Sports Card Uncensored. Very opinionated guy. A guy I want to bring on the podcast to talk about the landscape. That's happening on Friday. I'm excited to bring Gelman on the pod. We do a lot of interacting online. I want to bring him live, share what's happening with Prism, the market, things that are happening. Um, he's got a very sound perspective, and that episode is going to be coming at you. Man, I'm like, speaking of wrestling, like I've been getting very, very itchy. I need to go to a show. I'm going to a show here in a couple weeks. I will be live in Las Vegas for AEW's Double or Nothing main event, Hangman Adam Page, the champion, versus CM Punk, best in the world. CM Punk's getting his first crack at the title. The card is filling out. I needed to get away. I needed to see some pro wrestling, and why not do it in Las Vegas, AEW? I'm also getting itchy. I might do SummerSlam in Las Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas, Nashville. Nash Vegas, I guess. Las Vegas, Nashville, two getaways to see some pro wrestling. Man, I love it. I just love it. I love the in-person experience. It's so much fun. So much fun. All right. I think some things in the hobby require reminders with everyone. I hear stuff all the time, over and over, and it's stuff I've heard over and over again, but sometimes it's that, that reminder. And I want to close this episode out by just giving a reminder. So the North Star of Stacking Slides podcast has always been turned left. Without a shadow of a doubt, the most played back thing that comes to me from other people are turned left when the market is going right. That is something I've been saying from the jump. That is something that I'll continue to say. It's on the freaking opener of the pot. I think that's really important and it's a good reminder always to not get sucked into the hobby bustle. I think the home run scenario for me in turning left when everyone is going right is buying a raw card that no one is looking to buy for cheap. Buy that right raw card. I'm talking like maybe a hundred bucks you're spending on this card. Then you grade this card and then you send it in to PSA or whatever your grading services of choice. You don't even have to grade. I'm just sharing my own what I do. So I buy cards, shiny, serial numbered, scarce stuff. Let's just take football, for instance, that no one's paying attention to, pension attention to, Hall of Fame stuff. Great, it you hit a 10, and it's something you love, and it's amazing. And, and throughout this process, sometimes when we do this, we see more value in selling it to get something bigger and better. And so, I think this happens to me, and it happened to me for a year with modern wrestling stuff buying cards, grading them, keeping most of it, selling others. And I just think it's like that mentality you shouldn't ever not buy a card because it's not that expensive or is not the a price of a card that says, oh, I've got something valuable and significant. Because matter of fact, like you got to be first. Someone's always got to be first. And so if you're in collecting lanes and you see a card, let's take a gold refractor of some potential Hall of Fame football player, and you see it on eBay and it ends in an auction. It's like 62 bucks and it's not the rookie card. It's like a vet card. Think about that 62 bucks. Think about what people are paying on, on unproven talent of rookie, in rookie cards. Like what is going to 
over if you're playing the long game over a long period of time, what is going to pan out? That maybe throw a dart at the wall rookie or a vet gold parallel out of 50 of a Hall of Fame or potential Hall of Fame type player. That's what I think there's so much opportunity to turn left, so much fun to, to be had exploring on your own and buying cards that you love. Go look at pop reports. Go see what's not being graded. At the end of the day, if you're buying cards that you love, that mean something to you, no matter the price, never let let sight of that. And keep stacking it. Keep stacking them. Keep doing it. Because eventually, with the right conviction and the right passion, people are going to come around to it. That's what I love doing in the hobby. I love collecting for myself. Thank you so much for bringing it. Coming with the topics, there are more topics that came my way. I do appreciate it. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the follow, hit the subscribe, hit all the things you need to. But most importantly, tell a damn friend you're enjoying Stag and Slabs podcast. I'll be back on Friday with Adam Gelman. We will be talking wrestling cards. Take care. Peace out. <laughs>